Welcome to another podcast from South Mims U, the university with more you than any other you. And that means you. <laughs> that was a, another of our marketing department slogans, and like most of them, I don't think it quite hits the mark, but no matter. You're not the kind of listener who needs lame slogans to keep you interested. In this episode, we're going to talk about a subject we've covered a few times before. The prospect of technology taking our jobs away. Technological unemployment. A very good recent book, A World Without Work, by Daniel Suskind, provided some great insights into what's actually happening out there. And all the signs are that it's not good news for any of us. Surprisingly, it's not the lower paid workers who are at risk. It's the vast majority of people in the middle. Skilled, highly educated people with office jobs who are most at risk from artificial intelligence and software robots. In a break from tradition, we've resisted the temptation to ask one of our academics into the studio, our temporary studio, which is a shed on the edge of the churchyard here in South Mims. We've asked one of our alumni, Ed Grange, who graduated from our accountancy program, what, 15 years ago, Ed? 17 years to be precise. Yeah, let's be precise. You are an accountant after all. Precision is vital in accountancy. Though accountants have been known to massage the numbers a little, haven't they? No, that's not right. It's not ethical. We accountants have a code. We work hard to stick to it. Really? Really. No, I mean, really. I, I know that accountants here at South Mims, you are, well, a little sketchy to say the least. I can't comment on that. I work for Borker Industries, and their accounts are pristine. Or at least they used to be. And uh, I used to work there. And that's the point, isn't it, Ed? You used to work there? Tell us what happened. First, I was demoted. Then I was sidelined. Then fired. Illegally, I've taken Borker to an employment tribunal for unfair dismissal. Why did they dismiss you? They say it was breaking my employment contract. But in truth, it's because of my campaign against their introduction of digital technology, specifically robot process automation. It's known as RPA in business circles. So, to put it simply, you were replaced with a robot. I was. Not an actual robot, like with pinchers and eyes and an antenna. Um, no, you make it sound like something from a 50 sci-fi movie. Well, those robots are so much more interesting than modern ones, aren't they? They are, I guess. But, but I was replaced by a software robot. It's a program which uses AI. Artificial intelligence. Yes, artificial intelligence and machine learning to train itself to do routine, repetitive tasks much faster and with greater accuracy than a human being. So it's better than a human being, right? Well, yes, on paper. That's a strange admission for someone who's fighting the rise of the robots, isn't it? No, I'm a realist. I know that RPA is useful. It can free accountants from their routine work they have to do, so they can be more... Creative? I don't like the concept of creative accountancy. It suggests, well, fraud, to be frank. Please be frank, Ed. We want to protect the integrity of the profession, and that means ensuring that RPA isn't just used to get rid of people from accountancy departments so the owners of the business can program their robots to, well... Be less than accurate? Yes. I'll be frank. A software robot does what it's told. When a human accountant is told to do something illegal or almost illegal, like inflate expenses or hide income, then they can make a moral judgement. Robots can't do that. 
Robots follow instructions slavishly, and when you add machine learning to the mix, they actually learn to be even more dodgy than any human dodgy accountant. Is, is that what's happening at Borker? It is. I must explain that Borker is an agricultural conglomerate which is headquartered here in South Mims. It's a global company with global income streams, and the accountancy department was one of the best in the world. Until they started replacing you with robots. Until then, yes. Now the robots are doing most of the work, and the entire accountancy department has been handed over to... I know this is painful for you. It's truly shocking. Tell us who heads up the entire financial department at Borker. Lenny Turl. Tell us more, Ed. Lenny Turl, who is... Yes? Nine years old. That's not a joke, is it, Ed? You're being serious, aren't you? I am. He's the younger brother of the young programmer who's on the South Mims U Computer Studies course, Edwin Turl. I see, yes, Edwin Turl. Strange character. Bit unhinged, if you ask me. His little brother is a nice kid, very direct, very clever. He's, he's a kid. He's bloody nine. Okay, okay. Control yourself, Ed. Sorry. Your emotion's understandable. That's why we need to rise up against the robots, against this new digital technology, which is set to take all our jobs. Which is why you now call yourself a Luddite? Yes, a true Luddite. I don't hate technology. Technology is what makes our world better. But when technology is used against people and takes away their livelihoods, then it must be resisted. What we want is technology that is deployed for the benefit of humans and not merely to enrich the already wealthy and powerful class. I mentioned Daniel Susskind's book, A World Without Work, at the top of the episode. He shows that waves of technological progress have resulted in disruption, but also created new opportunities for employment. Yes, it's a great book, but he also shows that technological unemployment always happens. And despite the fact that historically, I mean, since the first industrial revolution, new jobs and new products and services have arisen to give people jobs. This time, it might be different. Very different. AI and machine learning, plus the vast potential power of quantum computing, which could become a reality over the next generation, could leave most of us without jobs. Ah, which is why you've decided to fight back, right? It is. And it's why the press now calls me Ed Ludd, the digital Luddite. Ed Ludd? After Ned Ludd, of course. Yes. Ned Ludd wasn't a real person. There's no evidence that there was actually a Ned Ludd who inspired people to break machines in the early 19th century. Now, the common image is that workers who were inspired by Ned, that mythical figure, were low-skilled workers. But that's not true, is it? It is not true. In fact, the workers who were replaced by the first machines were skilled workers. They were weavers and cloth makers who produced high quality products. The new machines could do it much faster, but they ruined the lives of workers who were part of the domestic economy. They did work at home and then they traded it with merchants. The machines meant that factories could be created which were manned by fewer people and, crucially, children. Yes. Isn't there a quote from a modern tech billionaire about how RPA is making it possible to turn complex tasks into something a child could do? I've not heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised. 
there are people who think we should encourage child labour. Including the Borkers, who are putting their money where their mouths are by employing Lenny Turrell. Yes, they have a, a child running their finances. It's part of the de-skilling process, which Suskind highlights in his book. Technology is used to de-skill work, which needs people, and breaks up tasks so machines can do them. The displaced skilled workers then often have to do less skilled work. Ned Ludd was apocryphal, but you, Ed Grange, are real. A real Luddite. A true Luddite. What does that mean in practice? It means fighting back. It means breaking their machines. But I mean, there isn't a machine. There's just a piece of software. How do, how do you break it? We hack it. Modern digital Luddites are hackers. Okay, we'll come to exactly how you're doing that. But I think we need to hear the other side of the argument. Okay, I suppose. So, I sent a colleague to talk to Lenny Turrell in his office. You did? I did. Here's a portion of the interview. Hi, Lenny. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Who are you? Uh, oh, I'm from South Mims U. What's that? The university. Oh, yeah. The university. A big school for losers. I don't think that's a nice way to describe it. What's a nice way to describe it? Well, it's a place of higher learning, a place where people prepare for the world of work. Losers. OK, well, that's your opinion. It's not my opinion, it's the truth. In your mind. Listen, what's this about? I have work to do. What work are you doing right now? I'm in charge of the accounts. But you're playing a computer game. So? Is that work? The robots are working. I'm watching them. I make sure they do stuff right. What stuff? Accounts and stuff. So you make sure the, that they, you know, they don't make mistakes? Robots don't make mistakes. Not, not like people. People make mistakes, especially the losers. Well, who are the losers, Lenny? People like Ed Grange. He's a big loser. But he spent four years studying accountancy at, you know, at South Mims U. Yeah, like I said, loser. I did year four maths, and look at me. Do you like my braces? That Americans call them suspenders. Americans are weird. Well, they're, they're very nice braces. I mean, suspenders. But what's what's the pattern? Minions. Don't you know they're minions from Despicable Me 4? I didn't know there was a movie called Despicable Me 4. I'm making it in my spare time at home on my Xbox. Well, that's clever. Did you buy the Xbox with the salary Borker Industries pays you? They call it pocket money, but yeah, I use that money. Do you think it's fair that... Well, that people like Ed, well-qualified people like Ed, with a family to support and a mortgage to pay, should be replaced by robots. They want too much pocket money. That's what Mr Borker says. Those people want too much money and they're always making mistakes, getting bored, having time off and wanting holidays. Robots don't take holidays. But robots aren't people. People like Ed are, well, they're people. That's not my fault. Do you like my hat? Yes, it's curiously old-fashioned. What is it? A Panama hat. It's from Panama, which, which is a country in cent Central America. Oh, it's a very fine hat. And besides, robots are easy to fire. I like firing robots. I give them more names, like minions, and then sometimes I fire them. Do you want to watch me fire a robot? Uh, OK, well, if that's even possible. Oh, it's possible. This is a robot called Eric. After my dog. You give them names? Yeah, watch Eric. Eric! You put a decimal point in the wrong place, 
you soft-headed piece of software idiocy. Does it talk back? No, it's not like Alexa or anything, but you can see it's put a sad face on the screen. See that? Yeah, well, I feel a little sorry for it now. <laughs> there, he's gone. Fired, terminated, out of here. Fascinating. Now I have to go. We've got a board meeting. We're going to replace our PR team with robots. Those people in the BR team are bigger losers than the accountants. Bye. It's frightening. Truly frightening. So, how are you fighting back? We've enlisted one of the world's most notorious hackers, Victor Emmanuel Zamit Smith. The famous Maltese hacker? Yes. That's quite a coup. Indeed, and we did it just after he engineered an actual coup d'etat in a small African country. He's quite a catch. So what's the plan? Simple, but daring. Turn the accountancy robots against their masters. What, with subversive coding? Uh, kind of. I think it's best if Victor Emmanuel explains. I've got him on Skype and he recorded a statement. Couldn't we have him in the studio? Victor dare not show his real face to anyone. But this is a podcast. He wouldn't be showing his face. Uh, sure, but he's never in one place long enough. And this is what he told us. Ed, I really sympathise with you and your profession. My uh, uncle, Nicola, was an accountant and he taught me everything I know about ethics. Uh, he was, after all, a Maltese accountant. But let's focus on what we do to bring down uh, Borker. You can share this information with them because the deal is we run the malware of installed into their accountancy systems if they don't meet your demands. Okay? So the solution is simple. I call it the Robin Hood virus. I've inserted a command into all of Borker's financial systems which will pay every one of your sacked accountants a fixed percentage of every pound, dollar, yen, yuan, or euro in perpetuity. And if they don't relent, then the virus will spread to the organizations run by Borker's shareholders, banks, and hedge fund investors to start paying money to every displaced worker who lost their job because technology replaced them. We're turning the robots into millions of relentless Robin Hoods. Oh, I have to go. I'll be in touch. Uh, ciao, ciao. Simple, but brilliant. Two mythical figures, Ned Ludd and Robin Hood, are making a comeback for the digital age. If it works, it will be the breakthrough we need to stop the dehumanization of the world of work and the global economy. Well, I certainly hope it works. Thank you, Ed Grange. Accountant, freedom fighter, visionary. Oh, you are too kind. It's not just me. It's millions of workers who are rising up against the technological elites. It's work we all have to do. And we'll follow your progress. Well... I hope that's opened your eyes about the dangers of inhuman technological progress. Please look for more podcasts from South Mims U. They're always entertaining, informative, and we hope inspiring. Goodbye.